into church this morning, I did a count up and I managed to find five arcs in this building alone. I wonder if some of you have arcs at home. I wonder if you were given one as a friend, uh, from a friend, or I wonder if you've bought one or something with an arc on it for another person. Today, we're going to be thinking about the story of Noah, and this is a very famous story. Even if it's your very first time in church, I imagine it's quite likely that you've heard this story before. It's full of popular images, of quite cutesy images, which is why often we have it in our homes, even if we don't regularly come to church. Well, let me just briefly go over it for those of you who may never have heard of it. It goes like this. God looked at the world and he was devastated to see the ways that humans were hurting it. They were hurting one another, themselves, God and the planet. The world was full of sin and God was upset by this, saying it was not good. God decides he will start all over again and makes a plan to do so. But he sees Noah, and Noah is different. In the Bible, it says Noah found favor in God's eyes. So God told Noah to build an ark and take inside two of each kind of animal. Then the rain came, and the earth as they knew it flooded. Noah, his family, and the ark floated after 40 days of rain, and eventually... A dove that Noah released came back with an olive branch in its mouth. The floodwaters were going down. We've covered that really, really fast. It's probably the bit that you are quite familiar with. Sometimes our familiarity with a story is a problem for us. It stops us noticing what God might be doing or saying to us now because we're so familiar with the tale that we've heard many times. However, with this story, when we read it again, it can cause us to ask some big questions. Mine are, how do I feel about God flooding the whole earth? How did Noah get two kinds of every animal? How come the lions didn't eat the deer? Well, I'm not going to answer all of those questions today, but I am encouraging you to talk about them, to think about them, to chat it over with one another. And I'm going to invite Hannah to come and pick up our story where we've got to so far and read us the next part from the Bible. So where's Hannah? Oh, there she is. Brilliant. So Hannah's going to come and read to us. Then God spoke to Noah and his sons, I'm setting up my covenant with you, you including your children who will come after you, along with that, everything alive around you birds, farm animals, wild animals that came out of the ship with you. I'm setting up my covenant with you that never again will everything living be destroyed by floodwaters. No, never again will the f a flood destroy the earth. God continued, this is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and everything living around you and everyone living after you. I'm putting my rainbow in the clouds, a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. From now on, when I form a cloud over the earth a and a rainbow appears in the cloud, I'll remember my covenant between me and you and everything living. 
that never again will floodwaters destroy all life when the rainbow appears in the clouds. I'll see it and remember the eternal covenant between God and everything living, every last living creature on earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant that I have set up between me and everything living on earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Hannah. Well, today I want us to think about the truth that we are a people of this rainbow promise. We are the people who live in the space where God promises he will never again send floodwaters to destroy life on earth. Today, we are surrounded by sitting under, sitting between these rainbow decorations. There are rainbow colours all around our building, rainbow cubes to play with. We are the people of this rainbow promise. I want us to think about this and understand it for ourselves. I want us to think about what this rainbow promise means to us and who is the God who makes it to us. So to help us do this, I've hidden four envelopes around the church. Some of them are attached to our rainbow colours. Some of them are in other places. All of them are numbered. Can you see if there is a rain, an envelope near you somewhere? And if you have got one, can you bring it up to the front? Brilliant. I can see many of them are being found. Great. If you've got one, come up to the front with it. And I'd like you to get in order from number one to number four. Brilliant. Let's have number uh, one. Oh, that's great. That's number four, Jack. You can stay up with this one. Uh, let's have two, two, three. Great. We might have to re... I'm just going to actually reorder you. Come down here, pop it. Two. There we go, like that. And can you switch around to you guys? Fab, Jack, that way. This way. Perfect. Right. Open your envelopes. Great. Open your envelope and hold up the piece of paper that's in it. Shall I help you, Jack? Can you take out the paper and open it? Well, hold it out so everybody can see it. Great, really high. And can I have my slide on the screen? The rainbow promise of God. The God who is gracious and compassionate, who is slow to anger and rich in love. This is our God. This is the God of Noah. This is the God who makes us this rainbow promise. The God who is slow to anger, who is rich in love, who is gracious and compassionate. This is the rainbow promise of God, God's love for us, deep, rich, true, abundant, magnificent, life-changing, awe-inspiring love. Thank you, my friends. You guys can go back to where you came from with the grown-ups who brought you to church. And we're going to think about this a little bit more. This is the rich love of God that sent Jesus to us as a baby to be a man. 
Emmanuel with us, to know our world. This is the rich love of God who sent Jesus to be our rescuer on the cross, whose rich love is shown on Easter morning when it rose again in power and glory. I wonder what difference this rainbow promise, this rich love of God who is good, who is gracious, who is compassionate, who is slow to anger, makes to you. I wonder what difference it could make to you. The Jesus Storybook Bible, one that we use here in our children's ministry, describes God's love like this. It is never stopping, never giving up, always and forever, unbreakable. What a love. What a life we might live if we were free in ourselves to know the power of this love. What a life we might live if it changed the way we view ourselves. Our brothers and sisters, our friends, our neighbours, our colleagues, our classmates, people who live far away from us, people who live close to us. What risks might we take if we knew ourselves to be safe in this love? What adventures might we partner with God in if we knew this love deeply, truly? Who might we include if we know this rich love? How might we love ourselves if we knew the depths of God's love for us? The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He is slow to anger and rich in love. I wonder if this love is real to you today. Well, I can't think of anything better to do than to ask God to reveal this love to each of us here. This love that is for all of us, young and old, new Christians, Christians for a long time, people who don't know God, black and white, all of us. So I'm going to ask you to stand with me. And we're going to pray. We're going to pray for our world. We're going to say sorry to God for the things that we do that we know are wrong. The world is still not as God would have it be. And we need to say sorry for the ways that we hurt one another. God ourselves and the world. And then I'm going to invite God to come and reveal and show his love to us as we chat and catch with him. So as I lead us in our prayers, I'm going to do some actions which you might find helpful as you pray to help you to concentrate on what we're saying so you can join in with them if they are helpful to you. So let's start by saying sorry to God for the things that we get wrong. Would you please put a hand over your heart if you'd like to join in our actions? And we're going to chat to God. I'm going to use my voice to lead us, and I'm going to give you some time of quiet to talk to God on your own too. Heavenly Father God, we are so sorry for the ways that we sin.
We are so sorry when we hurt the world, each other, you and ourselves. Lord God, come near to us as we chat to you about all the things that we do that are sinful. Father, forgive us. Lord, thank you that you are gracious and compassionate. Thank you that you are slow to anger and that you are rich in love. Thank you for your compassionate love for us that forgives all our wrongs. Amen. We're going to pray for our world next. It might help you to make the shape of the world your hands and hold it before God in front of you. Father God, we pray for our world. We pray for those places around the world where your kingdom is coming. Lord God, may it come. We pray for our political leaders, for situations around the world where there are conflict and poverty. Lord God, may you be at work to make the world a better place. May you give wisdom where it is needed. May you show your love. May you proclaim your goodness. Amen. Amen. Our next action is to put our hands together as if two people were shaking hands. And we're going to pray for those known to us who are sick and poorly, for those that we want to bring before the Lord. So if it helps you as you pray to join your hands together, let's pray. Father God, we pray for many people we know who are poorly. We lift them before you. We pray for those who need your comfort. We lift them before you. We pray for those we love who don't yet know your love. We lift them before you. Father God, our hearts are full of the needs of others. We lift all these things before you. Amen. Amen. And now I'm going to give you some time to be with God yourself. There may be specific things that you want to chat to him about in this time. But I'm going to ask God to come by his spirit to help us to know his rich love for each of us. Here in St. Paul's, we call this chat and catch. We know that God loves it when we chat to him about anything that's on our mind. We know that we don't have to use big words. We know that God loves it when we chat to him. We can catch from God in all sorts of ways, using our bodies. He might remind us of something from our story today. He might remind us of another Bible story. He might use our bodies. He might give us a thought or a picture that wasn't there before. So in a moment, I'm going to stop using my voice. And we're going to be as quiet as we can be. And we're going to ask God to come and meet with us, to remind us of his deep love for us. Heavenly Father God, thank you that you are rich in love. 
may you send your spirit on us now to remind each of us of this love. This never stopping, never giving up, always and forever unbreaking love. Come, Lord Jesus. Continue to receive from God. The band are going to play, The Lord is gracious and compassionate. We're going to sing the truth that He is slow to anger and rich in love. Continue to chat and catch with God, be with Him. And as part of that, you might like to join your voices to sing to the Lord. <laughs> 